0: City has no power, and the milk is getting sour, but oh, to me it is not scary, cause I stay away from dairy. Hey guys, welcome back. This is the Friends Like Us podcast, a podcast where we'll be deep diving into each episode of Friends. I'm Braden, and I'm here with Steven and Leah. Today we'll be discussing the one with the blackout, which is season one, episode seven.
1: Bush league. Yeah. Oh, fuck. You did good. <laughs> yeah.
0: We'll see. I'm not gonna play it back. It's gonna be a surprise.
2: Yeah, because you
1: can just re-record it. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. If it's if I'm editing it, it's all good. Well, I don't have a mic though, so Oh
1: well. You don't have as nice.
0: If it sounds like shit, I'll just deal with it. <laughs> that that's was, uh, what I do every week. So should we talk about it?
1: Are no. you gonna do the IMDb Again, not description? <laughs> <laughs> people come to hear the IMDB description. I highly yeah, doubt that's why people come. Who wants to read that? I'll I'll lean over and read it since I'm not we'll doing put, much. I'll we'll put it back in the middle. I just moved it to do the intro. Thanks for removing the IMDB <laughs> description from the screen there, Bryn. It's really easy to <laughs> read it. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. Okay, it's like all right. Go ahead, save for memory. <laughs> you have this memorized, right? Uh, let me take it back. When New York suffers from a blackout, Ross tries to tell Rachel that he likes her, and Chandler gets stuck in an ATM vestibule with a model. Mm. There we go. A pretty, pretty short plot there. <laughs> yeah, well, there's only two plot points. Only, only two. two plots, but it's a good. It's a goodie. Quick, Can I start out by saying, uh, R.I.P. Rachel's dad? RIP to Ron yeah. and Liebman. Ron and Liebman? Man, that was sad. It was sad. It's just one more person from the cast of Friends I for sure won't get to meet now. So that sucks. You're That's odds. an
2: interesting way to put that.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it's like I, I for sure will never meet him now. I love Dr. Green. Dr. Green is <laughs> one of the best recurring characters, and we'll have to do an episode on best recurring characters at some we point.
0: We but definitely yeah. should. I feel like we should do something in Memento. Mm-hmm. Of him, uh, maybe.
1: Maybe you should buy some better wine. What'd you do? Swim here? Yeah. <laughs> I put some gel in my hair just for this. <laughs> maybe not enough.
0: Yeah, you guys can't see it, but we're both soaking wet.
1: Oh, you With could pour gel. me. You could pour me a scotch neat. There you go. We'll you know, on. put my
0: you know. glasses on. Put
1: your glasses on. Throw a cigarette in. <laughs> Undo all that work you've done. I'm race. just
0: uh, moistening the tip. <laughs> Oh, Man. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss him. Even but, though I haven't seen him in fifteen years, but Yeah.
2: And this is probably the only show we've watched him in.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he was in some show. He he, he apparently won movie. an Emmy and a Tony, I read. Mm-hmm. Which was impressive. He must have been talented. I never saw anything else he, he was in. But
2: I looked up a few things. I don't remember the names of them, but I remember thinking he was in some interesting stuff compared to what he played in Friends. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah it, it didn't was totally fit opposite.
0: yeah, it didn't fit his character either.
2: Mm-mm. Which shows that he a very great or he was a very great actor.
0: Absolutely. It tugged on my catheter. <laughs> <laughs> so this I love this episode.
1: This is a good episode, and actually, in fact, from what I was reading, I could be wrong, but based on what I read, this episode had the highest ratings in season one.
0: I think so. I think it yeah. was one of the highest rated period. Cuz I looked on IMDb, I mean we just read the description, but I think on IMDb it was like 9 out of 10. And I mean they're usually in the 8s.
1: Yeah, oh, and I also saw Ross actually got an Emmy nomination from this episode. He's I can, not
2: anticipating it. He didn't.
1: I'm not I'm assuming he is, didn't win it. But he he does do a good job in this episode playing the awkward Uncomfortable role that he plays. Yeah, he really <laughs> settles in. Friend zone. <laughs> yeah, settles into the friend zone there.
2: Yeah, I think I read somewhere that like the friend zone phrase wasn't made popular until this episode. That
0: was exactly right. Really? I was going to bring that up yeah. too. I really? Same yeah, thing.
2: they actually made People that popular. Give Ross. credit to
1: Friends.
0: I read something that was like, "This is the the show that that made that term." Or was the first person to coin that phrase being Joey. But it didn't get popular until like 2011.
1: Wow, I okay. totally assumed so that it had been around even longer than that. That's cool. Pretty awesome. Friends guys gave couldn't us the admit, zone.
2: Guys couldn't admit they were in the friend zone is what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't so think I do.
0: let's Let's pick a scene. And,
1: so Chandler is the probably the smallest of the two plot points. So then the rest is everybody kind yeah. of dealing with the yeah, plot. Let's,
0: let's yeah, let's do Chandler. Chandler, the, the funniest one. So before we tackle, I guess we need to talk about the opening scene, but we'll tackle Chandler here in a second. But so in the beginning of the episode, it opens with Phoebe in Central Perk playing oh, yeah. guitar yeah. for the very first time. Actually, this is the first time we see Phoebe actually playing guitar in Central Perk. Technically, the first time we almost see Phoebe playing a guitar
1: <laughs> in Central Park.
0: <laughs> yeah, what? She she has this great prologue. Like this song is about about the moment when you realize what life is really about. Like yeah. it's about to get really deep, and then the power goes out. Thank you. <laughs> and that's super quick. That's all we see, mm-hmm. and then we see Chandler getting money out of the ATM. Power goes out where he's at, and he's locked in. Yep. So he says, well, this is great. Then he realizes, ooh, a very attractive (laughs) woman is in here with
1: me. So
2: Maybe this is great.
1: Yeah, exactly. This is one of the few times you see other people on the friend's couch, too, at the beginning of the scene. Other Mm. friends are in the couch. They're all up at the coffee bar, and just random people are in the couch. doesn't happen very often in the show. It's because
2: they have a reserve sign on it.
0: Yeah, later oh. on, later on, they like stay claimed, and nobody else can sit in that chair. Oh, I know,
1: so it's 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 weird to see just some random extras chilling on the couch. Like you're not supposed to be there. <laughs> Get out.
0: It definitely throws you in later seasons when you when you see the friends in a different area of the coffee house. Like there are a couple of scenes where, like, the one that comes to mind for me is where. Chandler is with that real estate agent much mm-hmm. later on, but Phoebe and uh Rachel are by the window. The, uh, yeah. They're also by the window when Ross is is being inappropriate, and chasing down some women. Yep, <laughs> that's
1: right. <laughs> My
2: favorite is when people are on the couch and all the group of friends walk in and see that, and then they just turn around and walk back out. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about
1: that one. That's one of the other few I'm times. Like, we have
2: nowhere to sit, <laughs> we're just gonna leave. Oh, cool.
1: That is
0: great. So Unless you guys got anything else in the opening scene, let's tackle.
1: Let's do Chandler. Let's do Chandler. <laughs> Someone's got to do Chandler. Poor guy. So it's you... not Joe Goodacre.
0: So this um this is a great episode. This is great Chandler once again. Mm-hmm. I've really grown to appreciate early Chandler. Yes. He, is, he saves the show. Now Ross, I think, starts to come into his own in this episode a little more. But Chandler is amazing.
1: I want to talk about this facility that they're in. The ATM vestibule. And kind of in general, my lack of understanding about how things worked back in 94. So they lose power. And now the door doesn't open. What? Okay, so even if the door is powered... There's obviously some emergency lights that are being powered by some backup power. Why aren't the doors on the same power source? Why isn't the backup? Why? Why do you just get immediately locked in? Because That's a fire happened.
2: Then they wouldn't be able to have the story. Exactly. That's
1: the only reason I yeah. can think. If I like, I don't understand how you get trapped in any building because you lose power.
0: Yeah, and it's an ATM, right? So these kinds of doors are open. Yeah. All the time anyway. Sometimes, some of these, I could be wrong, but in New York City, some of these are open 24-7. Like right. So you just walk in. The bank's closed. That's what this area is for, mm-hmm. to draw cash out. So I didn't get that either. But yeah, like you said, it's just... I think it Funny. Funny they set them it, up that it, way. Was,
1: it was funny. And maybe, maybe they knew something that we didn't like. Oh, yeah. Like back in that time, ATM vestibules all had to have emergency power to keep the lights on, but not let anybody out. Like, why are you... Turning the lights on so that people can see that they're stuck in the ATM vestibule. I mean, right? Well, you might as well power the doors too.
0: Yeah, that made no sense, but it makes for some good comedy as yeah. Chandler acts like a crazy person in front of this beautiful woman.
1: I would imagine watching the scene without Chandler's internal monologue has got to be terrifying. You
0: know, I thought about muting it just to just to watch. I didn't. I didn't do it, but. He literally is a crazy person. And that like if you're if you don't know this guy and you're seeing him, there's one line that he has after a couple of scenes, he says, hey, Okay, it's 14 and a half minutes. You haven't said a word, say something. He's been standing there for 15 minutes, just looking crazy, like smiling at her, like doing his little dance thing, like, oh my god, you know she's freaking out. But yeah. But he's doing his little uh, monologue in his head. Is it a vestibule? Maybe it's an atrium. A vestibule? When the hell have you ever said vestibule? Have you ever heard anybody say vestibule? So I
1: I actually have used the term vestibule before.
0: Before you've seen this show? Well, (laughs) that's that's almost impossible. (laughs) But
1: I've used vestibule in earnest context. We were kind of joking though. Because when I used to work my retail job, there was a little area that connected like the front where the customers were in the back and somebody called it a vestibule at one point and I don't know if we knew if that was actually the right term for it but it forever became the vestibule. So we would say, like, oh, I gotta be the manager back in the vestibule or something like that. So I've used vestibule. It was much smaller than this ATM vestibule.
2: Does not sound like the right use of that term. No, oh,
1: it definitely wasn't.
0: <laughs> so basically, it can be any kind of foyer leading mm-hmm. into a larger space. What's well, a foyer? Foyer so
2: is usually like at the entrance.
0: Yeah, like that that small hallway when you come into a building, like in my house, that's so it's, the foyer. It's
1: an extra room that's literally just to get you prepped for the rest of the mm-hmm. building. Kind it's of. a small hallway to prep you for the rest. That's how you know you got money when you can have a, <laughs> a, a vestibule, right? It's like we have this whole extra room just so to get you ready for the rest of the house, just to get you warmed up for you know for you to see how much money we have. I feel
2: like it's just a fancy term for like an entrance way. Yeah. I, I
1: will bet both of good. you
0: fifty dollars that you never hear someone use the term vestigule in twenty twenty for the entire year. <laughs> for the entire That's a year. lie. I'm gonna rewatch be, Friends. It can't, it can't be, be prompted. Yeah. it can't be prompted. It can't be prompted. In any way. Don't guarantee this
1: on recording. I've got to have like, some kind of proof. If some stranger does earnestly get... bring it up, I just have to be like, wait, 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 can you repeat what you just said while I record what you yeah. said? Yes.
2: Either
0: that or have a signature. <laughs> well, yeah, we use the trust system
1: and a signature because that's what people do in 2020. <laughs> it is now going to be my goal to get hashtag vestibule trending. You can't on. prompt them; it. It's got
0: to be unsolicited. But no, my point is nobody has ever said that word to me. And maybe it's a regional thing, mm-hmm.
1: but I don't think so. I think it's because you just didn't grow up with enough money, Brett. No one had a vestibule. Nobody had a vestibule. Just a trailer.
2: Way too fancy of a word. It's really weird. Yeah,
0: fancy
1: word for fancy people.
2: It just makes more sense to use like foyer.
1: (laughs) I bet you're wondering how much (laughs) people people don't say that. People don't say that much either. No. No.
0: But Chandler is trying trying to work up the courage to talk to this woman who is a Victoria's Secret model that he recognizes. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So Chandler. The funny part to me is where Chandler, she's on the phone. And Chandler is like walking close to her. He's like, some guy. I guess I'm some guy. And if you just look at it, for, you can't hear him from her perspective. He's just kind of doing his little jig and dancing. He's getting closer and closer to her, just talking in his head. And she kind of gives him a look like, oh. And then he turns around. He's like, okay, dance over here. Lunatic.
1: Yeah, I don't know what... Goes through your head. I think today, immediately, if I was in that situation, I would immediately be sketched out by anyone I was trapped in the room with. Like, I'd be looking around, like, you look like you'll murder me. You look like you'll murder me. You look like you'll rob me.
2: That, and the fact that they're in an ATM vestibule, I mean, they've obviously pulled out money. Yeah. So or, why yeah, wouldn't she right be thinking that he could possibly try to rob her? So she's probably, I feel like she's trying to play it cool because she's trying to make sure she doesn't get hurt.
1: So that would be an awkward like, robbery, right? Because he would have to stay there until the power came back on. It's so it'd be like, give me all your money! All right.
2: We're so, how's your day
1: going?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, he could also murder her. You never know.
0: Yeah, which... There's a camera in there. It should be shut off, right? though,
2: Because there's no power.
0: But well, there's, there's a maybe backup generator. There's a
1: backup generator that apparently runs the camera and the lights, but not the Nobody door. Nobody ever
2: said that the camera was run on that, though. It alludes
1: to it because he asked for the tape. That yeah. was after
2: the power came back on.
1: I know, but the it would have don't... been recording when power was off, and that's the part he wanted.
2: No, because I thought he gave or she gave him a kiss on the cheek. Oh, that's that he a good wanted. point.
1: Maybe he just wanted the kiss on the cheek that Mm. happened
2: after the power came back on that's what i assume because i would imagine
0: yeah that makes more sense the whole scenario is not (laughs) logical but yeah we'll have to i wish i would have done more research on man traps and atriums and vestibules and how that works but anyway so chandler is being awkward and he he's doing this kind of smile like he still hasn't said a word yet and he He's doing this thing where he's, like, trying to smile at her, but it comes off as creepy because he keeps smiling. Like, he doesn't yeah, just, like, doesn't soft stop. smile, and stop. He keeps smiling. It's like, okay, you're scaring her.
2: I'm scaring everybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, 14 and a half minutes, you haven't said a word yet.
2: It's a long time. I mean, then again, he doesn't know her, so it's not necessarily the worst To go 14 and a half minutes before you say something to somebody. Yeah. But he's acting super creepy in those 14 and a half minutes that make it weird.
0: So he doesn't doesn't say anything. And then the first thing he says is yes when she asks him to use her phone. Mm -hmm. But then he calls who else but the gang back in Monica's apartment. Which still bothers me. And he mumbles... Like a crazy person. He gets the phone. And he's like, rrr, 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 rrr. so you're trapped in an ATM vestibule yeah. with this guy. You have yeah. nothing. He hasn't said a word in 15 minutes. He gets the phone. And he's like, rrr, rrr, rrr. I'm freaking the fuck out at this point. Like <laughs> <laughs> This guy is up to something. And then he still doesn't say anything That's you know that he can make out or she can make out. Well, he doesn't and then he says, sense. put Joey on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. So what's going through Jill's head at this point?
2: I don't, I don't know. If she's a model, she's probably thinking this guy's calling his friends to tell them.
1: I don't know. Maybe. Right? Because
2: she is a Victoria's Secret model playing herself in the thing, so she probably gets this a lot.
1: Trapped yeah. in vestibules? Well, not trapped in
2: vestibules, <laughs> but people acting weird. So she's probably thinking this ordinary guy probably knows who I am because mm-hmm. he's a guy and he watches the Victoria's Secret fashion show. Yeah. So he's probably trying to tell his friends now that he's trapped in here with me because he's fascinated.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then the next thing he says, I think, is when she asks him, do you want a piece of gum? And I love Chandler. He's like, oh, is it sugarless? <laughs> like, Chandler gives a shit. But that's the first thing that he says. Is it sugarless? He's like, oh, no
1: thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, immediately regretting what... What he's done, he's hes literally having the worst possible experience with this. Just whiffing it hardcore. Mm-hmm. Life has granted him the opportunity to talk to a supermodel. And the only time he's ever granted this opportunity. And he does what I think most people would do is get super nervous and act super weird. Well, he accomplished that for sure.
2: Majorly.
0: So he tries to rebound. Mm-hmm. And says the great line of, on second thought, gum would be perfection,
1: (laughs) perfection. And Jill's a little thrown by that for sure.
0: Yeah. And then not, I mean, how long, what is the time between him putting that gum in his mouth and him trying to blow a bubble with it. like he's a few trying. seconds.
2: <laughs> I'm really curious if he knows how to blow a bubble because it didn't even look like he tried. It just looks like he spit the
1: gum out.
0: Yeah, he's got yeah. a big wad of gum in his mouth. What is that? <laughs> bubble yubble? Or, I think you know, it was
1: double bubble. Double bubble? Yeah, because it, it looked like it came out of one of those little tube wrappers like double bubble comes out. It's out. not double sugarless, bubbles. I can okay. tell you that. I know. No. Not at all. Especially when he's trying, he's trying to blow the bubble and he spits it out on the table. This vestibule is nasty. Oh my god. There's paper and crap all over the floor, and you look on the table, there's like five pieces of chewed up gum yeah, just laying man, on the table. So nice. I'm like, no they don't even have decency to stick it on the bottom of the table of the vestibule yeah. table? That's disgusting. So then he reaches over. I don't think I would grab my gum at all if I had spit it anywhere. No, but he normal goes to person- god no like in my own house if it comes out of in my, my mouth, mouth it's going in the trash it's too adhesive absolutely it's picking <laughs> up whatever's there and he just goes to grab what he thinks is his gum and then the oh i'm telling you if i if i realize i have somebody else's old pre-chewed gum in my mouth instant vomit yeah i'm vomiting all over the place vomiting on jill goodacre <laughs> vomiting on the atm it's going it's all going out
0: It makes you cringe.
1: It does. Cause just look at how nasty that vestibule is, how nasty the people are probably in there. There's probably some dude that hadn't brushed his teeth in three days, so he put a piece of gum in and make his breath taste smell better, mm-hmm. and then he was like, All oh, right, I'm done with this and spat it out. It's got mm-hmm. all this plaque and crap on there, freaking disgusting. Maybe a hair or something. Gotta be hair. At
2: least shows that nobody cleans yeah. the foyer. <laughs>
0: yeah, there's like four pieces of identical gum like sitting there next <laughs> to the wall. And he just happens to pick one up. But oh gosh, that internal dialogue is hilarious though. He's like Somebody else is gone. (laughs) Oh, my God. Then he starts choking, which I probably would, too. I would spit it out immediately just the way he did before. I mean, it would just be, I don't care what she thinks. Oh, my God. Somebody else is gone. Uh, Yeah. But (laughs) he's choking, and she asks him, like, oh, my God, are you okay? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm great.
1: Just trying to play it off. Trying to still play it cool. Oh, I'm good. I do this all the time.
0: But that's effectively the icebreaker, I guess, is her saving his life. I mean with
1: one of the like probably best executed Heimlich maneuvers. I mean, one pump and done, right? She just walked up behind him and went BAM and There goes the gum. I'm pretty sure that's more difficult than that, but I've never had to attempt it, so yeah, I guess what do kind I know? Kind of
0: emasculating for Chandler there. Yeah. I'm just
2: not sure how much like it's Gum is pretty small. I mean, can you really choke on a piece of gum? Yeah, you'd probably swallow it. I, I mean, mean you probably, probably swallow it. Well, there were probably bits
1: of hard stuff that it picked up from yeah. the table that slowed it down a little bit. I just want like, you to think what? about that. Like, think <laughs> about if you've ever left your gum out, like, yeah. out of
0: bed. I know, I haven't done this since I was like a kid, but I know yeah. that as a kid, I've set my gum out
1: at night. What? And then tried in? to put it back in my mouth in the morning. Why? You're, Did you also like pour your milk and then your cereal into your bowl? (laughs) Maybe this (laughs) is a psycho thing to do, but I
0: I was a little kid. I remember doing this. I did it like once. I was like, oh, that's no good.
1: (laughs) That's no good (laughs) because it's hard.
2: Who have you brought into our lives?
1: (laughs) I think the nightmare scenario for me would be if I picked up someone else's pre-chewed gum and as I was chewing it, I felt anything hard. Like a tooth. Like someone broke (laughs) a tooth in a piece of gum and spat it out. This gum's no good No, no good now. Uh, just more of a... And regardless of what it was, if I felt something crunchy, I'm immediately going to think it's somebody's tooth. It's <laughs> going to ruin my life. <laughs> That's traumatic. I do uh
0: Chandler's line of good going imp or whatever he says. That's an underutilized
1: uh, term. Imp? Yeah. Well... Uh, we don't live in the 17th century. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's
2: it. like one of the few times I've heard that used.
1: Imp, imp and vestibule. Yeah.
0: Outside of Game of Thrones. Yeah, two very it's unused yeah. terms. Don't even, well, we not Game, Game of Thrones enough. To they use
1: imp a lot in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. Sure, yeah. Yeah. That comes, yeah. comes to mind. It's a derogatory term.
2: Wait, then why is Chandler using it to describe himself?
1: <laughs> it, I mean. Well, it's impish, like a, a little bit, like, like an imp is kind of playfully bad, like kind of like chaotic, but in an attractive way. So like, he was like, oh, be impish. Like, you know, like I'm a bad boy almost is what he's trying For to do. For
2: blowing a bubble?
1: Yeah. Okay. You know how like, <laughs> you know those cheesy like cartoons or even like, uh, what am I trying to think of? Sitcoms where it's like teenagers is the main focus and there's a the cool kid, but they're not enough smoke. So he's sitting there in his leather jacket blowing a bubble and then pops it. Like, it's that kind of
0: thing. That's actually a perfect definition. Because I looked this up, <laughs> and the definition, one of the definitions, is a mischievous child. Oh, my God. A rude young imp. So, you fucking nailed it with that one.
1: There you go. There right. there who needs, who needs Webster's <laughs> Dictionary? <laughs> Your next speech can say, Stephen describes imp as... You can <laughs> cite this podcast in yes. the
0: college papers...
1: So (laughs) so
0: Jill saves Chandler, and he's trying to think of the words, that
1: was, that was, and she finishes his sentence. Perfection. Perfection. (laughs) And now, Jill has saved the creepy guy, and through some strange, weird scenario, she's like, they're like, cool now. Like, they're like, oh, let's... We're all calmed down now. Now that the scary guys almost died and I saved him, it's.
2: Well, maybe now we can talk has, like
1: normal human beings.
2: Maybe she's thinking, "Oh, now that I've saved the scary guy's life, he won't kill me." <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Either way is is pretty believable, but yeah, saving somebody's life must break down
1: some morale. I guess maybe Chandler was just like, "Okay, you know what? I almost choked to death talking to the supermodel. Not really a big deal." I'll he survive.
2: Would, you would think he wouldn't think it's a big deal after dating uh, Aurora.
1: Yeah. Because Aurora wasn't a supermodel. She just Nobody would, she looked like one.
2: Supermodel.
1: There you go. She was
2: super out of his lead. I think
0: Jill's attractive.
1: There's not a lot. Maybe, it's, maybe it's You phenomenal. do! You do! I think you're in the minority, sir. Well, I, <laughs> That's some groundbreaking <laughs> opinion. All I'm
0: trying to say here is with this show, maybe it's the time period, the clothing and the hair kind of dates people yeah. and it. They're not as good looking as they probably would be now That's if you fair. saw them right. But her and Aurora, both Aurora, yeah, they're very attractive compared yeah. to most of the other women you see on
1: the show. The supermodel that Joey dates, the dancer, like in season eight or whatever. Janine. That's because oh. she
2: actually is a supermodel.
1: Yeah, she was not attractive though. She's oh. okay. In my opinion, she's okay. She's all forehead. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we're going to save that for another episode. Yeah,
1: we'll save that for 8 years down the road. Yeah, 8 yeah. years down the road,
0: but <laughs> So there's only there's only that one last scene with them to doing yeah. the pins around their head, So they're having a good time now. They've broken down some barriers. And it's barely a
1: storyline, but it's it's funny. It is very funny. I don't think there's a scene that lasts longer than 30 seconds for that, mm. though. Yeah. It's just poor Chandler, alienated from the group. Well, he
2: gets, be- he gets a kiss on the cheek from her. It's
1: a, yeah. a kiss
0: on the cheek and pleads to to get his tape, his wonder. CCTV tape.
2: wonder if he'll ever get it.
1: I always shame I always felt like Chandler should have got her number. I always yeah, felt you like, just asked. Yeah, for it, I know? felt like that would have been the right thing to do.
2: Because it's Chandler.
1: I know. Yeah. And that and that is, you know, that is quintessential Chandler to blow it even after uh, he had finally gotten the ability to talk to her. Oh.
0: Yeah. Missed opportunities there. Well, let's move on, I guess, to the Rachel Rachel and Ross and the blackout.
1: I guess the whole whole group, the whole squad. The whole game. The whole gang.
0: So this opens in Monica's apartment with Rachel's looking out the window talking about how cool the blackout is. Mm -hmm. Apparently she's been in Long Island too much. And Monica's on the phone with her mother, which is pretty common.
1: So that's, okay, that's another thing I want to bring up. You go first.
2: I just don't understand how the phone is working if there's a blackout. So that was my question. Don't they I, have to be plugged in? I,
1: well, they do, but I think realistically it's possible there's a whole separate circuit at the time for telephone lines, but I don't know. I forgot to research it, but that was curious. I think As, that's
2: bullcrap, because if there's how, not stuff for that now, there's no way it was for back then. Well,
1: telephone lines and power were separate. I don't right?
2: remember telephone lines working with power
1: power but, but 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 that does that to say, you have to assume that the same blackout that took out what Manhattan uh parts of know, Long Island parts of Long Island Brooklyn didn't also take out the power that was running the phone so the question is at that time was there backup power to keep phone lines running no and I didn't bother it. I didn't I didn't think to look that up but it was weird that the phone still worked interesting Somehow it would have worked what? if you I'm not
0: a telecommunications expert but the way I look at it is you plug a phone line into your phone and it's already on a power network network it's like a switch that's already powered up yeah and running communications all you're doing is hijacking in the right. backbone of that so line. that
2: has nothing to do with anything else than yeah. any other power
0: yeah no because like it's hard to imagine now because when we plug up everything what goes with it yeah a power adapter absolutely yeah. but then it was literally just a brick with a phone on top of it, with a phone line cord that you plug directly into the wall. It's almost like power over Ethernet, but it's a
1: different kind of. I feel mechanism. like we're really just flaunting, just flaunting our millennial status <laughs> right now. <laughs> Rediscovering <laughs> how a technology that's what's going on.
0: Monica's on the phone with her mother. Right. She she's asking Monica, you know, what are you wearing? <laughs> uh, yeah. Weird question in a blackout.
2: She's looking for eligible looters. Yeah.
0: She's
1: further (laughs) pushed out there. The narrative of, you know, Monica's mom, the unbearable. What do you call that? What's the word for that? I don't think there's a word for that. Nagging? Neurotic. neurotic? I mean, I there's know. a
2: lot of words, just which one do you want to go with?
1: I, <laughs> I feel like there's TV's a lot. I think it, you know, there's such a stereotype with that typical mom who's like, "When am I going to
2: have grandkids? When are
1: you going to be a guy? When are you gonna... There should be a word I'm for I'm pretty that. sure. I guess every, it's just mom. Every cliche. mom is like
0: that apparently. <laughs> there's a word for that. Mother.
1: Mother. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Not that we're saying there's anything bad about that.
0: <laughs> so, to be fair, if Monica would have put on a dress, maybe she would have bumped into Paolo. I don't know. That is kind she of... Didn't she jokes someone. about
1: but not meeting anybody. Rachel met Paolo. But Rachel does meet Paolo.
2: Yeah, but she didn't go out looking for Paolo.
1: That's true. It's just funny and that... just
2: Rachel and Phoebe, so...
1: I think that may have been some foreshadowing that the writers put in there. Like, they're like... Monica talking about potentially meeting some looters, but then Rachel actually legitimately meets somebody. So it's probably good Rachel wasn't wearing a burlap sack. I don't know. I'm sure Palo would have still been fine. I don't think what
2: Monica was wearing was that bad. I mean, it was just a long sleeve shirt and jeans. Yeah, like like
0: a sweater and jeans, but...
2: Is that unattractive?
0: Not at all. I'm I'm a big fan of early Courtney Cox.
1: So...
0: (laughs) The next scene, I think, is Joey bringing his menorah in to help light the oh my God. apartment. I just yeah. find it really
2: funny that Ross is making fun of him, and it's like, aren't you Jewish, though? Yeah. Why are you upset about this? <laughs> They're
1: if Jewish. If anybody was going to have a menorah, I feel like Monica would have already had one. Yeah. And then, why well, didn't Chandler's roommate take his menorah with him?
2: He forgot it.
1: Seems like a really big object to forget. Seems, aren't they expensive? I don't, know. I don't, I don't know. know. Why are you None looking at me Jewish. like I would know that? I I don't know.
0: Uh, you guys in Israel hit us up. <laughs> uh, we saw a couple of
1: Israelis. We're very curious. there's Americans that buy them too. Yeah.
2: Well, American Jewish.
1: Yeah. Um, anyways, is
2: there a proper term for that? I don't know.
1: We also get to see. Jeez. We get we get a re- we get a call out to fat ugly naked guy. You know, lighting candles yeah. as well. Oh,
2: I love that scene. And,
1: and he does something. He does something to hurt himself. What do you think he did?
2: I think he dropped wax, like hot wax, on his junk.
1: Yeah, because Monica. Monica, Or just burned it.
2: When Monica was like walking away from the window, she like put her hand like towards her crotch. Like she was imagining the pain.
0: Well, I don't think it was wax. That's what Leah said. I think that he burned himself. I think that he was maneuvering about the apartment mm-hmm. and he had a candle that was a little too low and he kind of maybe burned a ball or something.
1: Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the same
2: area. He, I thought, Oh, okay. I was like, he's going to give some weird answer like he did with Joey's lotion thing.
1: You know, I tried to think of one. I tried to think of one. Like maybe he sat on a candle or something like that and then hot wax just filled his butthole, but I don't think that's what happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think... I, then I thought, well, maybe he set his pubes on fire. And I thought, well, how ignitable are pubes? I mean, if he's walking it's around hair. all the time, it's probably pretty dried out. It's like Kingman down there, right? Well, I mean, it's
2: hair. Hair is pretty flammable. So I, I
1: stand by. I think he <laughs> lit his pubes on fire.
2: I don't think they would have. I don't think they would have walked away from the window so fast if he had done that. I feel like they would have. So been you like, would
1: stare at the guy with his no, but on. I
2: think they would probably call some.
1: Who do you call? Nine one one. I the think our neighbor has set, <laughs> set his crotch on fire. They would immediately hang up and charge you for a prank call. It's like there's a blackout right now. Why are you calling and telling us about some dude's dick on fire when well, we're trying to get issue. power restored? Yeah, that's fine. I'm I want to f- kill somebody. But it, it's another
0: another thing that Friends does well, and it's. They barely say anything and allude to something that's happening and make it really funny. Yeah. And they do this later in this episode, and we'll talk about this in a second, when they're talking about the places they had sex, the weirdest places. Oh yeah. They open the scene and they don't they don't preface that at all, but you know exactly yeah. what they're talking about. Just like with this, this writing yeah. is excellent. Yeah. So that's the next that segues scene. right into the next scene. Yeah. Um, they're discussing the weirdest places that they've had sex.
1: Monica on a pool table, Joey... In a library. In a library, which is strange sure. for Maybe it's the same library that Ross finds people doing it in front I'm of pretty his book sure later. it is. That's awesome. When to tie it all together.
2: Because I feel like they mentioned Joey being in there to pick up yeah. at some
1: point. You mean like up there on the second floor, way in the back? Yeah. Um, and then Ross talks about Disneyland. It's a small world after all.
2: Behind like a little bush or something yes. or behind the people the which
1: Dutch is weird children. like you so you
2: thought that was gonna hide you
0: yeah <laughs> so basically to summarize while they're having this conversation it leads to rachel realizing i've never had any passion in my love life
2: well we forgot about phoebe and i'm just curious <laughs> what happened in <to> milwaukee
1: <laughs>
0: milwaukee's weird enough right that's all she has to say
1: what was it yeah. in milwaukee that made it weird i feel like <laughs> maybe the writers were like Intimidated by how weird Phoebe was, that they would have had to come up with something really wild, and then the best solution was to just come come up with something really simple that just left you asking questions like that. She
2: definitely, like in the later seasons, you find out she is crazy in bed. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm super yeah, curious. Definitely. What is it that happened in Milwaukee?
1: <laughs> Milwaukee.
2: But yes, yeah, so we find out Rachel has no passion, or
1: which, like. Didn't she get around in high school and college, like?
2: They really don't say that until later on, and in this they kind of allude to the fact that Barry was pretty much her only lover. Yeah, right
1: they kind now. of break that that uh, continuity there because later on they they allude to Rachel essentially being kind of like slutty. Yeah, and so like di- making out under bleachers and stuff, and I was like, yeah, I don't see how she ends up with the story where it's just oh. The foot of the bed.
2: That, and the fact that didn't she have sex with somebody in her dad's bed?
1: Yeah. Yes! That would have been crazy! Because Monica snitched on her. That would have been exactly. a crazy story. So.
2: And that's not too far from this episode.
1: Obviously they didn't know that they were going to write that. I just think that this particular scene doesn't age well by making Rachel the, the prude one because she ends up being like... Like, to me, it would have made more sense to make Monica the prude one. I don't know if she was... Because it took so long for her to, like, lose her virginity and all that other stuff. Like, but, I don't know. But it but it, it starts the conversation between Rachel and Ross, so I get why it has to be her.
2: I don't know that they were trying to make her a prude. I think they were making Barry a prude.
1: Yeah, well, because Barry she, got around. He's sleeping yeah. around with bridesmaids. <sighs>
2: she didn't know that yet.
1: I know. But he she
2: wouldn't even kiss her on the golf yeah. course. I mean... <laughs>
0: But Barry makes a point later that they obviously weren't right for each other because he's willing to do other things for Mindy, right? Yeah. So they they just weren't meant to be. But oh, yeah. But let, let's move on from this this point here. We're we're taking a lot of time. They're they're talking about they're taking talking about Ross and or Ross is talking to Rachel and saying I see that you have big passion in your future. Mm-hmm. I think things are going to work out better for you. Just because you haven't had it yet doesn't mean it's not. Yeah coming
2: did anybody find it weird the way that he was talking about that though like how passion fades in a relationship yeah like i feel like that kind of it is and it's weird and i feel like that's it kind of alludes to his relationship with carol well i think
0: he's speaking on the only thing he knows
2: yeah Yeah. i was just like i I kind of felt bad for him because i was like passion really doesn't fade from relationships like you think they do Yeah. yeah
0: Yeah, I did, I did find that odd. And it, I mean, yeah, I guess it fades. If you're with someone a long time, you're obviously not going to be, oh, God. I mean, you it's, oh, it's going to be global. up and
2: down. Yeah. Sure, yeah. you're going to have goals and stuff. Right? But I mean, there's always going to be passion if you're passionate about that person. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, he makes a good point. Well, I think he's what he's kind of talking about is getting over the honeymoon phase or relationship and moving into something more in-depth to where you yeah. have trust and understanding mm-hmm. or whatever he talks about. It, 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 it did strike me a little weird the way you yeah. talked about well passion's gone it's overrated mm. blah 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 well you had a lesbian life so what do you know yeah. you're <laughs> only you know person you know? <laughs> you've ever been to you don't know shit Ross <laughs> but uh, he walks away from this conversation feeling like he did something and uh, he doesn't he doesn't talk to Joey but Joey you know calmly interjects and is like never gonna happen buddy
1: yeah he's letting well, him this, know this uh this is Right before this, I also noticed like, Rachel doesn't say you're such a good friend, but she does say like you're the best, and then give him like a little pat on the head, which is like okay that she might as well have said oh well you're such a good friend, Mm -hmm. and I think that's really rolls into what Joey says about him being friend zone. No doubt.
0: Yeah. That's the friendiest head rub I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh thanks. It's like what do you do a small child for doing something?
1: So, I love, Ross, I do love this moment where he's freaking out, and he's just, he's at first trying to play off like, oh, no, I'm not trying to like, get with Rachel, but like, wait, why can't I get with Rachel? And that's where the friend zone comes in.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and so, I think we talked about this earlier, but this was the first time that friend zone was used in pop culture, I believe. Yeah. Even though it didn't get common until later, but... Yeah, Joey coined the word "friendzone." zone. Pretty cool.
1: We've all been friend zoned. <laughs> at some point. In everyone's there. been there.
0: So move on to Phoebe's lovely
1: song that she's writing in the dark. Oh, yeah. She's singing about uh, milk going bad. <laughs> yeah. But she's not afraid.
2: And that New York City has no
1: power. New York City has no power.
0: The milk is getting sour. Uh, uh, this is one of my favorite Phoebe songs, and if I did ha- have to say if I if I sing one more than the other, this would probably be it. Yeah, I, I tend to sing this one from time to time. It just comes into my head anytime
1: I'm around milk. I can attest to that. I wonder why we work, <laughs> we work right next to each other. and Every once in a while, he'll pipe up with the uh, and the milk is getting sour, and I'm like, "What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> my time here is you getting know, sour."
0: It's like a tick. <laughs> So they're talking about this, uh, she's writing the song, and and Ross is talking to Joey by himself and he's saying that he's finally, he's going to tell Rachel how he feels. It's been seven episodes since you walked back into his life, he's going to lay it on her.
1: Ross is kind of apprehensive about it, Joey kind of has to talk him into it, right? Yeah, that's true. So you always got to have the buddy that pushes you in the right direction. It's very high school drama, it's like, you like her, go
2: tell her you like her. (laughs) Come on, man. Right. A lot of this stuff in the beginning is high school drama. Yeah. Which just goes to show high school never leaves. doesn't matter how old
0: you get. Yeah. It's all high school. Yeah, they're very dramatic from time to time.
1: Ross and Rachel end up out on the balcony mm-hmm. having this conversation. Monica's about to go out there, so Joey lies. Throws Ross under the bus with the party, which is great. You can't go out because of why? The reason. <laughs> what reason?
0: Uh, and so Joey tells Ross that, or Joey tells Monica that Ross is throwing him a, a a birthday party. Yeah, which he's not. But Ross is being awkward as usual around Rachel. He's playing this part very well, but it's so funny to hear him say, uh, "I don't have a question so much as a general
1: wonder." Match. Wondering, <laughs> you said, "It's so weird because he's so inconfident." going into that right there. But the moment that she starts making the oh noise and he thinks that it's she's reacting to that because he's about to ask her out. He gets so smug. Yeah. And assumes like, oh, she's been waiting for this. Like, where did that come from? Like, you've been awkward this whole time and all of a sudden you're like this smug little shit thinking that you're like, answering her dreams well was, she
2: made the right noise <laughs> I,
1: he's like yes yes it's finally happening like no dude yes. that's, but that's he doesn't really know bad.
2: about the cat so
1: i don't know if i was in his situation i'd be like why? What, what what's going on this obviously isn't about me yeah. <laughs> well
0: he, he's hoping that that she's yeah. gonna receive this well so he's believing it
1: it's like but, the only moment he has any kind of self-confidence whatsoever. And then it's just right away turn. when the cat jumps on his shoulder.
0: Yeah, and which, God, by the, the point he like jumped on his neck. It looks yeah. like it hurt. I mean, Ross is flailing around on there. They're all singing the song inside. Yeah. There's a great scene of him, you know, flailing around the balcony. And um, so they finally neutralize that situation, I guess, and the cat gets away. We don't see that. But Rachel and Phoebe go looking for the cat while they're
1: medicating Ross's wounds. Well, they're me- they're medicating it, and they have the cat at the kitchen table for a little oh, bit. Okay. Yeah, it ends know. up running off.
0: I, okay, it runs off because they're looking for the owner. Yeah, yeah,
1: and he they take it to Mister uh, Mister Heckles. This is our first introduction to Mister okay, Heckles. First time we see
0: Heckles. Even though I looked at the credits, he's not Heckles yet. He's the weird
1: man. Weird man. Yeah. Weird man. <laughs> they
2: hadn't named him. Yeah, but we know yet. who he is. He Again,
1: earned a recurring character. I do like I love the way Excellent. Ross delivers the line when he's like, Why don't we put Tootie back outside? Mm-hmm. And they're like, He could get trampled. He's like, Yeah. <laughs> so Tootie. He has very a great amount of disdain for old Tootie there. Yeah. It was great.
0: Which, let's face it, I'd be ready to put him out the hall too. No. After that. Never. After that,
1: yes. And I'm sure he was able to play it well because one of the facts I read when I was doing it was I guess David Schwimmer is allergic to cats, mm. so he Along just had to, with lobster and yeah, Benadryl. <laughs> he just had to do some good old method acting there, I guess. Yeah, it was definitely a stuffed animal.
2: Oh yeah, like out on the port? it was. <laughs> well, it was totally a real cat,
1: cat for animal. a second there. Yeah, that, what was, was hanging mean, off his shoulder? Yeah, you oh can my tell god, it was a stuffed animal. <laughs> it was bad. Peta would have burned. the Studio down with the way he was running around that cat. He
2: does crap, so nobody cares.
0: Put that in the intro.
1: Yeah.
0: So, all all our (laughs) vegan listeners. So, Rachel and Phoebe are looking for the cat's owner Mm -hmm. and they bump into Mr. (laughs) Heckles, which we don't know at the time. And Mr. Heckles being the troll that he is, (laughs) it's like, yeah, it's my cat, sure. What's his name? Bob Bob Buttons. buttons.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the cat
0: hates him so much, he jumps out of Phoebe's arms oh, yeah. and runs away.
1: It's one of the only animals that does that. <laughs> it's a better name than Tootie. Tootie, yeah. My we never Tootie. find out what the cat's real name is. No. It's probably something Italian. Probably something Italian.
0: But speaking of Italians, so Rachel, they kind of split up and go looking for the cat again. And this is when she bumps into Paolo for the first time. Big passion. Oh, yeah. Soon to come. That,
1: uh, that was so... I was interested. Is he like he rolls onto the scene like he is a uh, Fabio, mm-hmm. you know, knockout kind he of person? He Looks a little
2: bit like Fabio, huh? He looks a little bit like Fabio, but I just don't find him. Well, I think you know,
1: that's Italian that Fabio. was that was the the vibe they were trying to give. Is this this incredible, you know, guy who just radiates sexual magnetism? I guess is that the right word? I don't know. Yeah. But oh wow! <laughs> the whole point is for him to just be so ridiculously hot that everybody's just floored by it. But I don't, I, 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 I see that's an attractive dude. I <laughs> <coughs> have a beard. I'll see. <laughs> I, I acknowledge he's he's pretty attractive, but yeah. I don't know if he's like Fabio attractive. Yeah. You know, he's okay. He's okay.
0: <clears throat> he's okay. You know, I wouldn't kick him out of bed, but he's not that up. <laughs> they found out that the cat's
1: Paolo's. Turns out it's his. So now the cat and Paolo come to join the rest of the gang. And now Rachel is the smitten kitten. Yes. You've been waiting all night to say that.
0: <laughs> just came to me. But they're both, all of the girls are charmed by Paolo, not just Rachel. But they immediately are just, overwhelmed yeah. with with him and ross is immediately
1: pissed off and jealous
2: well
0: to so, be fair.
1: and so i was reading and <laughs> i think it was like an interview with him and he said that uh during that in that role they didn't have specific lines for paolo to say they just said say whatever you want to tell and he, he ad-libbed everything he said really yeah so they didn't care what he was saying I'm assuming they didn't want it to be too vulgar, but he was just like, just say whatever you want in Italian and we're just going to record it. No one's going to understand what it means anyway. So all of his lines that, you know, aren't English are ad-libbed. And I tried actually looking up some of the stuff he said. Uh, The only thing from the interview it said is when they're looking out the window and he's talking, he's saying, like, look at the moon, look at the stars. And then I tried to use Google Voice Translate for some of his stuff. And the first time Rachel introduces him, it's something like, I'll see you many times or something like that. Like, obviously this translation was not the greatest. And then when he introduces himself to Phoebe, he says something about her being beautiful and like having just moved in or something like that. Based on the terrible translation that I tried to do really quick with Google Translate on my phone. But... Yeah, I thought that was funny. Like they were just like, "Yeah, we don't care what you say. Just, just go. I was hoping he said something weird.
0: Yeah. So when he, uh, this is on IMDb right here. You can you can read it. It it says when he introduces himself to the guys, he says, "Hi guys, I just moved in. I live on the floor below this, so I guess we'll see each other quite a lot."
1: Okay, that's where the many times comes in.
0: And then when when Rachel introduces Paolo to Phoebe, Phoebe, you're gorgeous too. If you're all this beautiful, I'll move right here. That's oh. what he says. Yeah, my translations were way off. <laughs> but if you remember later on, when Joey's grandmother comes over to watch Joey's soap opera, Phoebe speaks, speaks Italian. Yeah. So She guessed. She guessed. So. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Phoebe Actually understood what Powell was saying. I like to think she did. And she said, you betcha. You betcha. I mean, you, it's you fair. move.
1: You move in right now. It's fair.
0: It's fair, right? <laughs> So Ross is extremely jealous, but Rachel thinks this is this is the big passion, not yeah. missing. Here it is. I found it. We were just talking about it. Yeah. Here we go.
1: Animal sex, animal sex. So would you like, is there is there a hotness level that you that that you'd be okay with not being able to communicate with the other person? I mean Like this gotta get frustrating. Like I'm talking like yes. not just like for a okay. <laughs> So okay, and you get, I'm thinking of it's more like a one night stand. I'm guessing would have different parameters versus relationship material, right? So like Absolutely. I'm talking about like how incredibly gorgeous would someone have to be for you to just be like, you know what, I'm gonna date this person even though I don't understand what they're saying.
2: Only if they're good at sex.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> there you go.
2: I mean, because even if they're like super ridiculously attractive, if they're not good at sex, what's the point?
1: That's fair. That's I
0: fair. Take the words right out of my mouth no but i mean if it's if it's a relationship that's one thing but if it if you're a single person and you know you're doing whatever you're not looking for anything then i mean i basically don't need any communication whatsoever
1: yeah i lead I on the side of it would bug me so much to not know what was well, yeah if
0: you're seeing this person serious yeah so it, uh, you've got to define that, right? If it's a, any, if I want to see this person more than once, yeah, you have to you have to be able to communicate with me. Yeah, absolutely. I can't, I can't just listen. I to feel talk like that's a volatile
1: conversation too, even if you're talking about just seeing how the testing the waters and in the bedroom, because you know you might try to communicate something, and then that might get interpreted in a different way. So, you know, he's punching you in the face. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, whoa! I didn't ask for this so that would also scare me it was like you know or if then like maybe oh maybe the person's asking for you to do something <laughs> and you don't know how to fulfill that request because you don't know what they're saying right. so maybe it would be good but you just can't communicate therefore it's bad i don't know i don't think i could you no, can't think I could play it yeah. yeah it'd be
0: tough i mean ross makes it clear how tough in this next scene, because he pulls Powell aside. Him and Joey kind of have that look between each other, yeah. like, yeah, I'll talk to this schmuck. So he pulls this him crap aside. crap weasel. Yeah, this crap weasel. Uh, so he pulls him aside and is talking to him, and um, you can see his frustration because Powell doesn't understand where he's trying to go. He, he kind of sees that he understands that Rachel and him are a thing, yeah. as Ross phrases it. And Paulo immediately says, "So you you have the sex?" Yeah. He's like, "No, no, 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 no." And I think when he says "no, no" to that, Paulo's immediately like, "Okay, well, she's fair game." Yeah. yeah. I think that's the way he looks at it, but it doesn't really go anywhere. I don't think he convinces Paulo at all that they're not a thing.
1: I don't think he really, he really can walk away with Paulo. Really thinking that. Uh, Powell understood anything. For all we know, Rich Ross gave him the go ahead and Powell mm-hmm. was like, All right, yeah, I'll totally do her. Well, like,
0: well Ross calls him a crap weasel and Powell thinks it's a compliment. So yeah. for all, all we know, uh, Powell was like, Yeah, you know, go get her. That was yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> But he asked the main so question, are you having sex with her? No. <laughs> what what Ross you're not says, in a relationship, are you? What Ross exactly. says ceviche or Ceviche. Whatever? ceviche. That's like a fish.
0: It's not Italian, I don't know that. Yeah,
1: it's it's like a fish of some kind. It's not, it's not actually a word. Yeah. That's... I'm glad I looked that up because if I ever was talking to an Italian person, I would totally try to use ceviche as, do you understand? And they would be like, what are you so, talking about?
0: Ceviche, ceviche is a you classic seafood dish in Latin America and Caribbean p- cuisine. Like, yeah.
1: you know it's just unagi all over again. Yeah, yeah. So I legitimately thought he unagi. honestly believed I thought unagi was a real martial arts thing <laughs> until I looked it up. That's until funny. I looked it up for you because I had no you reason. Was- to not believe Ross and I'm, I'm learning more and more to never believe Ross he was wrong I'm about sorry, Richard had... Leakey's theories he was wrong about ceviche He's,
2: you had no reason to not believe Ross even though two of the other characters said he was wrong He's three of the key. other characters said he was wrong
1: most
0: of his papers have been widely discredited yeah
1: <laughs> which rolls back to why I think he is probably the worst paleontologist in the city <laughs> but he gets tenure like yeah.
0: how does that happen so Naotic.
2: Make Rachel feel
0: bad. So, so Ross calls Paolo a crap weasel in an enduring way, and the next moment is Phoebe counting down the last candle. It's about to burn out, yeah. and um, this is when everybody starts doing their evil laughs. Things <laughs> whoa, <Which> whoa,
1: <was laughs> Super weird. Oh, we have to hear your evil laugh now. No, We're all okay. going to do it. Come on, try come on. Whoa, 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 whoa.
0: Wait, no, I have the defining one.
1: Oh! 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 oh. You okay? Oh! I... That got weird for me. I don't like how much eye contact you made when you made that. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but Ross's laugh is so good when the lights come back on and he's doing this laugh. He almost has a heart attack. He's like, oh. oh. <laughs>
1: yeah, because uh, Rachel... Who do you think initiated the kiss in the dark? Yeah, probably Paolo. Paolo. It's kind of one of those who shot first. Do you think Paolo did it?
0: Yeah. Do you
2: really think Rachel did I
1: it? I think Rachel did it. Maybe. It could go think, the way she's I think, wanting passion. Yeah. I think there is a scenario where Paolo really did walk away with an understanding from Ross and then Rachel just kissed him anyway and he was like, well.
2: I think that understanding, it's not existing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I think like she just went for it and um, and he was like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, maybe. It, just, I mean, all that stuff that
1: Ross said just shot right out of Never no, no.
0: Yeah, foreshadowing aside, and knowing what comes down the road with Paolo be very handsy and not monogamous type, this yeah. could go either way. Could have easily been him. <sighs> yeah, could have easily been Rachel.
1: That's a good point, but I don't know. <laughs> Let us know what you think. I, I vote Rachel made the first move. But yeah.
0: who shot first, Paolo or Rachel? Well, yeah, who did I it? Need shirts.
2: Please dear God like our Facebook page or post on Twitter or
0: Instagram, like something. We <laughs> needed we need, a, we need some Twitter shout outs. We've got some activity on Facebook. If you guys will get on Twitter and ask some questions, please please do yeah. that. So as soon as this happens, Joey doesn't even give it two seconds <laughs> of of Ross being like, Oh my god, he's he's kissing my girl. Yeah. Joey's like, I'm not sure if this is the best time, but you've got to throw Monica a surprise party. Yeah. Just like, kick me while I'm down. I mean, yeah. big time.
2: Joey's like, I already told you this wasn't happening.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, that's the end of that story. That, yeah. that effectively ends.
1: Effectively ends the story in the episode.
0: In the credit scene, it's short and sweet. Jill and Chandler are talking and she's saying that she had a good time with him and Chandler's thanking him for saving his life. Mm-hmm. He has that dramatic classic pose on the door of the, the bank or the ATM vestibule where he's got his hand up and he's dragging it down watching her walk away after she gives him a kiss on the cheek.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, he requests from the camera to, to get a copy of get the tape and that's tape. That's it. Let's play bamboozle! I've got
1: some some pretty good questions. I think these are, are I think right.
0: these are Who's
1: going first? Fair
0: questions. I have six prepared and two two extra ones in case we need I think that's I'm gonna, gonna
1: wow. get destroyed, because Leah, you did way more research than
0: I did. So somebody call call it.
1: Tails. Heads.
0: Hey Siri, flip a coin.
1: It's heads. Oh man. Steven. Starting out with a softball.
0: No. All right. Steven, question one. What is the name of the song Phoebe sings with a gang during the
1: blackout? Oh, that's the, that's the actual song. It's like a real song. I thought to look this up, and I didn't. I have no idea. Leah. Oh,
0: I'm trying to remember who the
2: song went.
1: Can you sing it for me?
0: It will give it away. <laughs>
1: Oh, the name of the song is in the lyrics, oh. oh, I saw this and I was like, Brain's gonna ask a question about
2: this. I wanna say it's a small world,
0: but I don't think it's right. It's close. The name of the song is Top of the World. Uh, by yeah. the Carpenters. I think I should, get,
1: I should get it half credit. <laughs> you were close. Something Avenue, right?
0: Okay, back to you. All right. Steven, question two. When Monica is on the phone with her mother, She names three boroughs in New York that are experiencing power problems. What are those three boroughs?
1: The Manhattan, Brooklyn, and Queens? That is correct! Yes! One point, Steven. I actually memorized that because I thought it would be a question. Very good. Yay, I got a point. I didn't get skunked. (laughs) Nobody cares.
0: Leah, question three. How many candles are on Joey's menorah?
2: Isn't
0: it 8? That is incorrect. Oh. I don't
2: know. I'm Stupid. not Jewish.
1: Sir, the answer is 7.
0: That is correct! Yes. Can, Can you I tell don't... me why it's 7 and not 9?
1: Um, uh, no.
0: A traditional menorah has 9 candles.
1: I didn't know that. I just I, I honestly I counted there. them.
0: <laughs> this has 7 for some weird reason. I'm not Jewish. Shout out to us on Twitter if you know. Okay, Leah, back to you. I would say I must get correct.
2: (laughs) Nobody asked your opinion.
0: (laughs) Question four. This is a five-part question.
2: Oh, fuck you. Name
0: all the places the gang had sex. In weird places.
2: So, Monica had sex on a pool table in college. Yes. So we had sex in the library back there. Correct. Rachel had sex at the bottom, or the foot of the bed. Yes. Phoebe was in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. and
0: Ross was at Disneyland and Small
1: World after all. Boom, got it! Wow, there was a long question, but it was probably an easy
2: question.
1: Nobody asked you either. I mean, <laughs> good job! Shut
0: up! Keep all it right.
1: competitive.
0: So far, we have Stephen 2, Leah 1. Stephen, I feel back like to that you. should
2: be a two point question for five answers. It's an easy
0: one with five questions. <laughs> this all one's right. a little tougher. Stephen. When the girls are looking for the cat, they pass by Heckles' apartment. What apartment number is Heckles residing That is correct! Yes. That's
1: a shiny. Awesome. I, think, uh, uh, I think that was going to be asked. I think of all the. I think that eliminates
0: here. you, Leah. I'm sorry. Stephen. there's one question remaining, and you have three to one lead. We'll ask the last question just for fun. Okay. Leah, can you name Chandler's account number?
2: Yes, can I, Cause I wrote it down, can I, Sure. 7143417.
1: thats correct. Where did you see that?
2: I heard it on the thing when he was playing it.
0: Oh, you didn't catch it till the end?
2: Well, when we rewatched it, I was like, that might be a question, so I
0: wrote it. Does he
1: say
2: it?
0: Yeah. Oh, that's right.
1: He says
2: it
0: to the camera. Wow. Leah, you've been bamboozled
2: that concludes today's episode of friends like us next episode we will be discussing the one where nana dies twice season one episode eight go out and watch the episode and join us back here if you would like to keep up with us please 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 follow us on twitter at friends like us p1 instagram friendslu podcast Or Facebook, Friends Like Us Podcast. I'm Leah, and on behalf of Stephen and Brayden, this has been a Friends Like Us Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.
1: See you, pals. Bye, everybody.